0: The Loose Cannons podcast is a free form discussion about film that contains mature language, such as poop and titty, and descriptions of mature situations, such as filing taxes and raising children. We do not have any concern for spoilers, so if you haven't seen the film or films we are discussing and don't want to have the twists ruined for you, please watch the film before listening to the podcast. <laughs> मुदाश ना होना हमारी मुलाकात फिर होगी इसी दुनिया में मैं फिर लौट कर आऊंगा मैं फिर जन्म लूंगा पहले भी मैं इस मोहब्बत में न जाने कितनी बार मर मर कर जन्म ले चुका हूं यह एक मौत और सही एक जन्म और सही Hey everyone,
1: it's another Loose Cannons podcast coming at you, you, mm-hmm. you, you. Coming at you Your, and
0: you and you and you and you.
1: That that echo you hear is this empty stadium. <laughs> it's just me and Patrick today. No yep. guest house, no Basil, no Ilya. We're all alone.
0: Yeah, everybody's got stuff going on.
1: Yeah, or they just don't like pop India films. <laughs> <laughs> or they don't like us can say hey why not all three <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't see why those things are mutually exclusive
1: <laughs> um today we're going to be closing pop india month with uh, our final film my pick uh 1949's mahal the debut film of Kamal m Rohi, future director of bakiza a film you have heard about on this podcast if you are a consistent listener, but before we do that, let's do this, this little segment we like to call heralds and announcements. All
0: right, um, I saw the movie Rampage. Um, I didn't like it, um, and I ended up being tilted on. Uh. Feeling more disliking it rather than just kind of being indifferent to it as like a dumb movie because it has some like strangely sexist humor in it that I Mm. wasn't expecting. And I was like, why is this in here? Like, who looked at the script in you know 2017 or whenever this movie got greenlit and was like, yeah, we'll keep that in? I was like, this is like way, way, this is like I don't know, like mid 90s level of like stupid dude humor and I was like get it out of here I don't need that but uh yeah it's just it's just like a dumb action movie and I could have done with just like oh it's dumb but like it it got weird and sexist on me and I was not gonna sit for that so yeah
1: Rack is an enjoyable presence in my opinion but he like he does almost anything he doesn't yeah choose scripts wisely <laughs> he's, a, he's a bit of a sponge <laughs> so, uh, it's like it's good because it's got the rock in it why do i need to care what's in the script once yeah. i sign on it's good i just realized that uh my camera's not on it's fine we can do a podcast yeah. where you can't see me i thought it i thought it may <laughs> have been
0: a technical issue uh, i uh, <laughs> was gonna say something earlier then i just forgot to say something and just figured i'd yeah. let it lie if
1: if I restart it'll work again but I don't feel like doing that at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um I will denounce a movie as well which is Captain America Civil War. <laughs> which I watched last night for some reason. I was like not tired yet and I was like, "Hmm, I'll watch 10 minutes of something that I feel comfortable shutting off and I definitely should have But I didn't. I watched the whole two hours and 20 minutes of that bad, bad movie. (laughs) Um, I don't have anything super original to say about why it's bad. Uh, It's real real boring. (laughs) It never feels like anything to me happens in that movie. Like... Every single character, like, you know, in sort of an emotional arc way, is it almost the exact same place that they were at the beginning <laughs> of the movie? Like, Iron Man goes to a darker place at the end of the movie, but then he comes back to just being in the same, like, sort of like post Avengers PTSD, grief, lonely space that he's been in. the past several movies and like you know from a plot just like a pure plot place it also doesn't advance that much the adventures break up a little more but they'd already sort of broken up at the end of age of ultron (laughs) there's just a little more broken up and black panther's dad dies like those are The major thing. Spider-Man is introduced, but in a way that's not a plot point. They could have just introduced him in his own movie. They didn't have to have this movie to introduce Spider-Man. Yeah. It was was a total
0: just like throwaway thing. It was like, oh, we need to put Spider-Man in the trailer so people will get excited.
1: Yeah. And, um, I mean, people, in my opinion, really overrate the airport fight sequence. Um, and the reason why they overrate it is because it's the only cleanly edited sequence in the whole movie, which, like, I read an interesting idea about it, um, like, that, you know, kind of the jarring, clunky nature of action sequences leading up to that point, and then that one being Queen, uh, has, like, a thematic point, which was interesting analysis, but the fight scenes are still bad (laughs) like even that one that uh you know has enough clarity where you can like really tell what's going on to me was very boring Mm -hmm. and the parts where i'm supposed to like get real excited did not excite me um like when ant-man turns really big like they lead up to it too much Uh, i'm like okay i know what's going to happen he's gonna get big spider-man makes too many quips. he's annoying yeah (laughs) When they make the joke, and it's like, normally when you're fighting, you don't talk this much. Like, I'm sure people in the theater laugh, but I was like, that's true. I wish you <laughs> would talk less.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it even tries at, like, I don't know, some sort of, like... I, I, I hesitate to call it a a, a esque moment, but, like, that moment where it's like, oh, no, a peripheral character died... Almost, yeah. sort of. But they even, like, hedge on that, too. They're like, ah, he's not dead. He's just paralyzed. Yeah. <laughs> and like Which in my we opinion, would be worse. Yeah, but, I mean, like, we've seen the level of technology not... that Tony Stark has. It's yeah. like, yeah, he can fix him. Like, <laughs> no problem.
1: <laughs> I don't know why we're fretting. Yeah. And that moment gets weirdly unexplained when, uh... I mean, I guess it has something to do with Vision's feelings for Wanda, but like vision i need you to stop falcon and then he fires the beam and falcon dodges it and it hits warhammer which is what causes the serious injury and then iron man's like war machine yeah yeah war machine yeah and he's like how did that happen and he's like i lost my concentration momentarily and he's like that never happens and he's like not until now or whatever and i'm like but why? Yeah. What 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 is the emotional <laughs> core of this moment, and why aren't you like being like, hmm? Vision, who never has emotions, has had this one emotion. Let's talk about this for a second. But no, it just breezes by. Yeah, it couldn't be couldn't be bothered to <laughs> and go into uh, any more detail. I guess um, uh, we've been talking about this movie for a while, but that's okay. Uh, like. I support the queer reading of this movie, of course, 100% that Bucky and Steve are in love with each other, which is why he rushes to help him so much. But the thing that that reading actually reveals to me is that there isn't another good explanation for what happens. (laughs) Like... Yeah. Yeah the only explanation that makes sense is that Steve is completely in love with Bucky even though it's not really shown in the films because otherwise his actions don't really totally make sense. Like, he abandons everything that he's been working for for the last five years on a dime um, mm-hmm. with, like, no exit strategy except for I'm the best puncher now that Hulk and Thor aren't on Earth. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. There's, I um I can't remember which movie I wrote it as a review for, but I was looking at one of my reviews where I said, like, I'm pretty much done with these Marvel movies, and I think I've watched five since I wrote that. <laughs> so sad. But they're not done with you. Yeah. They like fast food. They're always there. Yeah. <laughs> Now he's on some streaming service. Yeah. Popping up somewhere. And they're always providing the same, like, low level of nonsense. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I don't really want to try to watch a movie. I know this is going to stress me out. <laughs> yeah. And it's like,
0: it is like that. It's like, it's like, even if you can pick apart the movie and, like sh- like, point out exactly how it is bad, like... I, it's designed in such a way where it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it is like it's like drinking water or like eating bread. It's like, well, yeah, I guess I could do this. Like, <laughs> it goes down easy. It, it it's really not going to test in you some sort of like very
1: empty way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, like I said earlier, Mahal was my pick, so I will give the plot description, which is um, essentially. There's a man who buys this uh, mansion, which is what Mahal means in English, mansion, Um, and when he's moving in and talking to uh, the caretaker, which he calls the gardener, but he seems to be a general caretaker for the whole mansion, um, he finds out that it's haunted, that the person who previously built it, um, him and his wife were living there, and then his boat sank and then she died shortly after Um, and when he's exploring the house uh, he finds a painting of the man the builder and he looks almost exactly exactly like him Uh, and after he sees the painting the ghost of the wife appears to him and he starts to become obsessed with her which distresses his friend and his father We try to intervene. Um, Finally, they get him out of the house and married to this other woman. Um, But even though he sort of moves into the mountains away from the mansion, he keeps disappearing. And she decides to follow him one day and finds out that he's been going back to the mansion to convene with a ghost lady Um, and overhears him Talking about being in love with her and about killing his wife, and she decides to commit suicide and claims that it's a murder to pin it on him. Uh, And then he has to go to trial for her death based on her confession. What do you think of this movie?
0: Um, I didn't like it, uh, and I think it's mostly a pacing problem. Uh, I, I feel like the movie took a ponderously long time on certain things and didn't explain its story well enough because uh, uh, the description you just gave is like pretty on point with what happens in the movie and like I'm still unclear as to if that is actually what happened because there are points in it where you're not really sure like is this other woman this other character or Because there is a point in the story where you're introduced to the fact that there is a character who is the gardener's daughter, but you never see her face. And I think you're sort of like meant as a misdirect to assume that the woman he marries, who we've never seen before, is the gardener's daughter. But then the movie flips that way later in the movie and was just like really confusing to me for no good reason other than like... I don't know, shock value or something. But yeah, the the story's confusing and it's, it's too, way too broad in a way for me. I I just couldn't really get on board with the the whole like love story of, or the idea of this man having like been reincarnated so that he can you know, uh I I'm not sure exactly how to how you would put it, but like I don't know, like rectify the the situation in which he died and his wife died in uh, terrible pain over his death or something like that uh, again like it's part of the movie it's not exactly clear where all these emotions are coming from it's just sort of a general like i'm in love with you and you should be in love with me and we should be together and <laughs> that's that seems about as deep as the emotions
1: in this movie run mm-hmm Um, they, they're played by two different actresses, Kamini, who is the ghost, and possibly also the gardener's daughter, and Ranjana, who is his wife, so those are definitely two different characters. There is a question as to whether or not, um, the ghost is actually a ghost, or just the gardener's daughter pretending to be a ghost. Um, the reason why you would think that she is a ghost is because one time, like, uh... His friend shoots at her, and, like, she manages to just, like, disappear. Yeah, and, <laughs> and another time, yeah. yeah, and another time she jumps off a um, parapet, I guess, into, like, a river, and it's just fine.
0: Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and all you see is the, like, veil that she had on or whatever just, like, floating in the wind.
1: Yeah, but uh, then at the end of the movie... She has a confession that I didn't totally understand where she's on the stand. Yeah. Um, Again, it's like... saying like, you know, when she met him, saw him in the house or whatever, and like followed him around, and I was like, wait, is she saying that she wasn't a ghost? Because she did some ghostly things in the first yeah. act of this movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like this film. Um, I don't like it nearly as much as I like Pekiza, but it has some of the same qualities Of that film. Um, One of which is like a... A little bit... Like not like... Certainly not feminist. But like... uh, A bit of like sadness for the state of women um, in this culture. Uh, A bit of an understanding. There's this moment when... uh, The main guy who is named... Shankar is like walking up like a staircase with Kamini and she's telling the story of the builder and how he would just like essentially lock her in the house and then never leave and then never let her leave and then uh uh he died (laughs) and so she you know had no recourse to live at that point and then just died not that long after him and I was like oh This is sad. This is is making me sad. And uh, I guess another thing that it has going for it, kind of like Bikiza, is that the way that it's shot feels like kind of haunted. But in a funny way, because Bikiza is not at all about ghosts, the fact that that movie feels haunted is like more affecting to me than a movie about ghosts that feels haunted. Like, it makes me more unnerved to feel haunted in. non-supernatural movie, I guess, than the mm-hmm. supernatural one. Yeah. Um, and the performances and music aren't quite as good either. But yeah. I do think it's a very pretty movie to look at. And uh, I don't know if it's, like, super intentional, but I like the reading that this woman, you know, hates her husband because he kind of let her die. And so she... See someone who looks like her husband, and even though she knows he's a different dude, it's like, I'm gonna ruin this guy's life. (laughs) No, Mike, fair, yeah, I guess, (laughs) yeah. I I don't
0: know. Um, I I think maybe it's part of it is due to the copy that we have of it because the copy that we have is not great quality. Um, so I didn't really react much to the way that it was shot and stuff like that. I, I thought it was okay, but... I don't know. It didn't really... Nothing really, like, jumped out at me in terms of the way that w- that it was shot. And I, I also just, like... Again, like, it going back to just, like, the story and stuff, I was just, like, confused by certain things where I was, like... There's a, a point early in the movie where he goes to visit these two women who have bought the mansion, and he wants them to sell the mansion back to him so that he can stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember if his friend is the one that sets that up exactly because he comes to them and says like, you, you had him, you know, uh, and you like let him slip through or something, something to that effect. And I was like, what, what is he talking about? Like, is, (laughs) is he talking about like getting him out of the mansion or is he talking about like they were supposed to like trap him or something like that? I don't, it's, it's unclear, again, like what exactly is happening, and that that confusion over like the story itself, like, kind of took me out of the movie a lot. And so I, I, I guess it, it fatigued me a lot over the, you know, since this is like a two and a half hour movie, it's, <laughs> it's hard to like try and get into a story and then just be like taken completely out of it and then like have to try and get back into it again and just, you know, it keeps throwing new things at you. We were like, oh, okay, well, uh, this thing is happening now, but I'm still not exactly clear on what
1: just went down. Yeah, if you were to track, like, my mood or enjoyment of this film, which I watched over three different, like, 50 minutes at a time, um, it would be like, ooh, it hit me really hard at the beginning because, like, the setting and the mood and all of this is, like, working for me, but then, like, you know, there's more and more plot, and I'm like, I don't, totally know what's going on and like I'm losing interest slowly over the course of this film and by the end I was like you know if I was judging just on the end I'd be like I don't like this movie but uh, you know I like the mood so much that it still carries me through a significant portion of it but you know again I mean again I'll talk about the because like I recognize your complaint and it's normally something that would bother me as well but for whatever reason it really does not bother me with Bikizo. like there are confusing elements to that um, in part because the same actress plays uh, the main character and her mother Um, Mm -hmm. so she plays two different roles and like the confusion adds to the weird space that that movie puts me in Um, but I mean, that is a rare feeling and it, this film didn't make me feel that way. This film definitely made me feel like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. And there are
0: also like little things in it that felt maybe unconscious, like the, the part where they're going through the mountains and, um, they run into this, I forget what they are exactly. There's some sort of like tribe or something like that. In the mountains, but I thought they were a little too, like, caricatured, where I was like,
1: eh. Yeah. <laughs> the guy with, it's like,
0: a, the gigantic
1: sword and the huge mustache, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. It's an interesting scene, because, yeah, it's probably, like, I don't know exactly what the references are there, but they definitely feel racist, um, yeah. and yet the commentary is, like, one about sexism, because they're like, ooh, there's this festival where a woman has supposedly cheated, and they're gonna throw knives at her. And if she gets cut, that means she definitely cheated. And I was like, Oh, it's oh, good lord! Way,
0: that's a weird way to judge that, because it seems like it would be more about reflexes than having <laughs> cheated. <but laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. Well, you you know the old saying: the women with bad coordination. <laughs> she <laughs>
0: reflexes are such cheaters <laughs> you
1: know <laughs> and yeah and like the scene very much feels like commentary like this this weird playfulness when she misses the first two and then the third knife does cut her and it's like the music like hits this real low note and it cuts to like a close up of her pain face and it's like yeah this is gross and not funny at all which is you know again like one of the things that I like about this movie is that there's uh, a somewhat undercurrent of, like, men are weird, and they treat women badly. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> um, this is a, I'm not unhappy that we did this theme month, but it's weird that we ended up with four movies that in some ways... None of them actually fit what (laughs) I've enjoyed about watching these films recently myself. Like, I I liked two of the movies, but um, none of them are like, even Pekiza itself, which is my favorite, is like a very different experience than uh, some of the other ones that I've enjoyed, like Bahubali or Doom or um, any of these other movies. Like, they're They're more, like, fun movies that are willing to take, like, weird choices in a way. Like, you know, we just spent, like, ten minutes talking about the Marvel Universe and how they make, like, almost no weird choices. Um, And uh, I'm a little sad that we didn't get into any of those. Like, that somehow we chose, like, four kind of completely experimental films (laughs) <laughs> and no like Shah Rukh Khan, you know kicks people films, yeah
0: yeah i I mean uh yeah, or like in in the case of disco dancer, just like uh blatantly ripping off uh western movies yeah <laughs> for for like two hours,
1: yeah, I mean disco dancer uh I liked it less, but very strongly rem- reminded me of Shoudley which I watched for the Asian action podcast and was excited about because it's, you know, like the progenitor of uh, Indian action films in a way. And I was just like, this is like a long, bad 70s TV show. And then, like, one of the top reviews on Letterboxd was like, this movie's great. It's just like watching 70s TV. And I was like, how is that great? <laughs> all that
0: shoe leather yeah (laughs) big fan big fan of people going places (laughs) 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 Uh, that's a that's a inside uh the industry term for when you show a character walking to a place or like traveling to a place in a movie it's called shoe leather
1: luckily uh at least in that movie like something is almost always happening like either people are singing if they're like riding on a motorcycle or they're getting attacked by bandits if they're on a train um so there's not a lot of that but there is a lot of uh no lighting or color grading done to the film and it's all just this kind of like pale yellow that i associate with like the television show dallas (laughs) (laughs) yeah that makes sense um i like the music in this movie I think it's the best music of the force so far. Still not as good as Biza though. <laughs> Maybe.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't. There wasn't much music in Hey Rom or uh, LSD, but I do like some of those disco songs. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably better on the whole than a Disco Dancer, but there are some. <laughs> I mean <laughs> the spelling out of disco was <laughs> pretty <laughs> hilarious <laughs> uh but yeah like in a in a more like i guess like classic sense, yeah, I would definitely uh take this music over disco dancers' music
1: um i uh unironically liked the bats and birds on strings that <laughs> oh, yeah. Fly into that was a pretty good t-
0: scene actually. Yeah, <laughs> the bat, just, like, like you could very much tell it was just like on one string and they were just like yanking it up and down. <laughs> and then the, uh, there's that weird <laughs> spot at the end of that scene where the bat lands, and it's there's like a snake in the on the ceiling and there's like mm-hmm. the bat also and there's just like close ups of the snake and the bat, and I was like that bat looks so cute like yeah, how could you be afraid of that bat?
1: Um, they were they were like cutting back and forth between real bat and fake bat and real snake and fake snake. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's a part where the real snake moves just by like you know how snakes move by just like pushing their gut muscles around and I was like, man snakes are so cool. why are people scared of them? <laughs> like yeah, I wish I could move just by like, shivering my muscles (laughs) yeah i imagine it's it might even
0: be like a cultural thing um based on where you live because i guess like if you live in an area that has like extremely dangerous snakes like uh, king cobras or you know like black mambas or something like that that's like really dangerous you just sort of learn from an early age to like be terrified of them because like they'll kill you (laughs) very Um... quickly
1: yeah, i I guess humans just in general have had such a bad history with snakes, maybe because mm-hmm. like it tends to be like pretty innate in people, like even before they meet a snake, that it's like been passed on evolutionary mm-hmm. for so long that it's just like some people just hate snakes from before they even know what a snake is. Yeah. Yeah, and just and show them a sp- picture of a snake and they're like, I don't like that. Yeah. I mean I'm the same way with spiders. It's like there's something about the
0: shape of a spider that gets me because sometimes I'll look at something that's not even a spider and I'll be like, for a, for a, for an instant I'll I'll like freak out a little bit and I'll be like, oh wait, no, it's not that's not a spider, that's just just a shape. Just and a so, yeah. spider
1: shaped co- sculpture yeah.
0: that's moving towards <laughs> me quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, But yeah, I I think it's probably because, I don't know, I guess uh, humans evolved from, like, uh, apes that lived in the trees, and so there were probably a lot of spiders and snakes in the trees (laughs) that kill you, so the ones who, uh, like, had whatever gene it was that made them afraid of them more just survived longer because they would not be willing
1: to go near them at all. Yeah. I'm definitely not afraid of spiders like you're afraid of spiders. Uh, And I try to, like, just be cool with them. But every time I see one, for, like, at least a moment, I'm like, (laughs) what are you doing here? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't expect you to be there. (laughs) Because, you know, I know on an intellectual level they're actually super helpful. Like, they're the best bugs. (laughs) Well, some of them. All of them. All they do is eat other bugs for the most part, which is great. Get rid of those yeah, other bugs. I mean, like,
0: <laughs> not the ones that will kill you. Those aren't super helpful.
1: Yeah, they usually don't do that, though. I mean, they're certainly not trying yeah, but... to. They can't eat you. Right, but <laughs> the, it's like
0: it's more of like they are a, a creature who will invade your space. Like, if... if at all possible, and if they have the ability, like, say, like, a brown recluse, like, will get into your space, or, like, hide in your stuff, and then just, like, pop out and bite you, you know, because it's scared, but, like, it's in your space, it's, it's, you know, it it, it is something that will wander into your, you know, like, realm and (laughs) disrupt, because it, like, you know, causes necrosis,
1: uh, very, a good place, I think, for this podcast to go. But, uh, yeah, no, they still don't bother me that much. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if I saw one, um, I would be mildly frightened. But, you know, the the type of poisonous spiders that I I am likely to see here in Alabama, black widows and brown recluses, neither that common. But even if you get bit, as long as you go to a hospital quickly, you'll be in pain, but you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> You just can't sit... Like, my dad was bitten by a brown little goose. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, guess I've,
0: I guess I've also, like, heard horror stories, so... <laughs> yeah,
1: don't, don't like, don't get bitten by a brown little goose and then just let it sit there for a day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or, or, like, um, <laughs> people getting bitten by one or the other and not knowing which one it was and uh, getting treated for the wrong one and then having the... Ill effects of the other one. <laughs> Ouch. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, I know what you mean. Of, like you know about like copies, and it's a frustrating thing about like you know I want this type of movie to be more exposed, um, but because it isn't right now, that means that like we don't have great access to some of these movies, even ones that are generally considered classics, which I don't know if any of these are, Um, but I don't know. Personally, with this copy, I could still tell with the way that they used shadows and stuff like that, that, like, there was a lot of um, cool gothic german expressionist lighting going on in here and i mean this movie was even shot by as it turns out a german cinematographer so i was unsurprised to find out that fact (laughs) makes a lot of sense i was like yeah this looks like nosferatu so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess I, I, um... i like to look at
0: I just wish that I—I uh, I don't know what the reason is exactly. I guess it's the just like the culture of the way people go to movies in India. They want to sit down, you know, for two and a half hours and watch a two and a half hour <laughs> movie. But like I uh, don't—I don't know. It, it, it just—it <laughs> just bothered me that like there was so much wasted time where I was like, you could just shore this up. Like cut. Half of this monologue that this character has, and you know, don't have them tell me every emotion that they're having, or like, don't you know, let them continually tell me that this person is beautiful. Like, I can see them, they're on the screen, I know that they're beautiful. You know, (laughs) like, I just think it's funny in the uh, courtroom scene where. The lawyer's, like, throwing the picture around, like, this beautiful woman, she's so alluring and beautiful, and, like, shoving it toward people. It's like, they can see the picture, like, they they know what she looks like.
1: Yeah, um, Indian movies, especially classic Bollywood, but even modern Bollywood, love courtroom scenes, which is not something that I can get on board with. <laughs> at least the one in this movie is like super ridiculous so it's like kind of funny he's like tell me which one is your wife and then he's like none of these pictures are your (laughs) wife and i'm like this is not (laughs) (laughs) this is not how trials work and then like (laughs) the his friend who is also a lawyer because he's a lawyer too the the guy on trial um shankar uh is, is also a lawyer, but his friend is also a lawyer and is the one defending him and his closing argument apparently is just him screaming he's innocent over yeah. and over again. Yeah. He's innocent! <laughs> he's innocent! <laughs> I'm like, it's not a very good closing <laughs> argument. <laughs> no wonder he got convicted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the judges don't deliberate for very long. They just like yeah. cut him off and they're like, yeah, he's guilty. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> he's real fucking guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. But yeah, like, um, Awara, which is the first movie of this genre, um, that I ever saw, uh, from probably the most famous director of, uh, uh, Bollywood films, and almost certainly the most famous director of classic Bollywood films, um, Raj Kapoor, like, the whole framing structure of the movie is a trial, so it's like a three-hour movie, of which like two hours is trial scenes, and I would say that I found that movie very trying. <laughs> Personally, it definitely turned me off of the genre for like a very long time because I was like, I don't like this at all. But I watched another one of his movies, Clutch Three Four Twenty, and I liked that one a lot. Maybe unrelated has no trial scenes in it.
0: <laughs> does it have Does it have any smoking of weed in it? I don't I don't think so. No. Hmm. It's a shame. It's a missed opportunity. <laughs> you got the 420 right there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mm-hmm. I I didn't have a lot more to say about this movie yeah. because I guess I, <laughs> I was having too much trouble with the uh the plot. I wasn't I wasn't able to like dig into the the themes that it was laying out, it it just kind of seemed like a, you know, just kind of a very broad love story with a uh, supernatural element.
1: Yeah, as I mentioned pre-podcasts, like, I mean, I would be surprised based on Access if Alfred Hitchcock saw this, but thematically I would not be surprised because this is definitely like Vertigo light, like it's like a not as good Vertigo, like, you know, uh... The whole, like, um, and it's because, you know, I'm not totally clear whether or not this movie actually is supernatural or whether or not the supernatural element was a mislead like Vertigo, but, uh, either way, it definitely feels very similar with, like, the ghostly presence and the, like, being in love with a woman who doesn't exist and trying to turn another woman into the woman that you've fallen in love with and Mm -hmm. all the weird stuff that men do. When they're obsessed with women <laughs> mm. so it's true do some really dumb things a <laughs> haul to go yeah I didn't really I, I don't really have that much to say you know I've basically mentioned my three points and one of them was just like I like the music I didn't have anything to say about it but I like it that's <laughs> <Yeah>, fine <laughs> I like the music in general. Um, in Bollywood musicals they often make me feel a certain type of way. Mhm. <laughs> I can see that.
0: Yeah, it, it does seem like the, the songs in this one, now that I think about it, um, do kind of do a a little bit of a the, like, lifting in terms of, like, establishing what characters want in a certain What sense. a character
1: wants, what a yeah. character needs. <laughs> what? Whatever makes them happy and sets them free. But, again, like, it never quite
0: seems like they want anything above, you know, just, like, this sort of vague like longing and desire and you know for love you know i I, again like unspecific just love just (laughs) whatever that means exactly Uh, um
1: yeah again like that's the thing that like makes uh the personally more watchable for me is that um I get so much, like, I get such strong emotions from the songs in that movie that even if I'm not totally paying attention to what they're saying, like, I know, like, the emotional moment that's happening, and I'm feeling it, Mm -hmm. and so the fact that I can't tell, like, or the lyrics are poorly translated, which is another problem with these films, Uh, so, like, even if I'm, like, you know... Someone says something like, my wind has taken the river to the moon. I'm like, I would never know that lyric. But the way that she sang it in Pekisa, I knew exactly what she was saying. And so therefore I don't have to, you know, I don't get confused, at least on an emotional level. Even if I'm confused, literally, by the plot. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I, I, um, I did think... At some points, the movie was kind of, like, emotionally honest about what it wanted me to feel. Um, I think I'm just... I think it's just me being a little too, like, cynical, jaded, you know, like, cinema-goer, where I'm just, like, I don't know. It doesn't feel specific enough. It doesn't, you know, like, speak to my sensibility enough. It's too... I I don't want to say dumb, but, like unsophisticated in that in a in a way like uh not you know like not aiming at something that feels more honest but i I think it is sort of like being emotionally honest
1: I think I there know. for that's, sure that's, that's is a different uh like structure to these movies um they really are hardly ever under two hours and like I mean, I guess I could say you either like it or you don't. But I used to not like it, and now I do. So I think you can get yourself in the mindset to enjoy it. But like, yeah, I think if you sit down to just watch the type of movies, you know, European art house is the basis for one large section of movies, and Hollywood is the basis for another large section. And it really is different than either of those. (laughs) <laughs> and if you sit down to watch a movie expecting one of those two things, you're not going to get it with these movies.
0: Yeah. It's true. It's like the opera. You kind of got to be there for the <laughs> opera. Yeah. can't be
1: there expecting a play. <laughs> it's not going to be that. <laughs> going all the way back to the Margaret podcast when I said... Um, I get the feeling that Kenneth Lonergan doesn't like operas, but he still wanted to make a movie about how great the opera is. <laughs> I have no factual basis for that; It's just a feeling that I got.
0: Can't can't go in expecting uh, Beckett. It's a whole different world. Yeah, I think I think part of the part of my problem is like expectation a lot of the times especially with these movies because i um i don't know though i i feel like i did sort of get into it with disco dancer it just ended up not being a great example of it because it was so absurd yeah but i i was like i was there for disco dancer like at the beginning i was like yeah these guys are singing on the street and it's fun and then it like I don't. It just got. It just kept getting progressively harder and harder to accept what was happening in that movie, Uh, and then the like weird unconscious racism also like bled over, and I was just like, eh, not here for it anymore. And I don't know. It just, yeah. That, but that. I don't know. I I I feel like that level of excitement isn't out of my like range. Like I, I I think that there are bollywood movies that i will accept i and i remember liking um like *Kuch Kucha hota high which you know is a much more recent film but like is in the same vein of like that classically bollywood movie where characters will just stop and sing for a very long time and you know it's like three hours long and is sort of a you know sort of broad love story also so i i don't know yeah um Maybe I just don't expect when when I see a German expressionist cinema to be like, "Okay, this is gonna be like a very <laughs>
1: <laughs> broad two and a half hour love story Well, I mean, there are not many Indian films that look like this one, to be honest, even Pakkiza has a very different look um this is very like there are a lot of close ups in this um mm-hmm. and a lot of like extreme shadows, like I mentioned, Pekiza um, is a lot more grand. Uh, one of the things that I like about that movie is how like there's almost constantly something not related to the major plot going in the background of any like large scene. Like they shoot a lot of things where Pikiza is dancing in a room with a large window, and you can look through the window to another window where someone is having like a fight in the window, and I'm mm-hmm. like, hmm, I like that like the idea that there's a million stories in the Naked City, and this is the only <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I <sighs> love the idea that when they don't make... They're like, yeah, this is the story that we're telling, but that doesn't make it the most important story in the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just makes it this story. Yeah, that sounds more kind of...
0: Maybe the thing that I expect from... Bollywood movies is to be kind of grand yeah. in a way. And this movie definitely doesn't feel grand.
1: Well, I, uh, I maybe should rewatch Awara. I originally watched it, like, ten years ago. Um, and maybe I would like it. But Awara and Bikiza are definitely grand. That's for sure. And so, of course, this is the recent ones that I've been championing the Bawes, The first hour of bahubali is amazing the first one i prefer the yeah. second movie but the first hour is basically just him climbing a mountain and i'm like this is great more movies should have people climbing mountains
0: yeah i mean i've, I've watched <laughs> the very beginning of bahubali too and uh it is definitely grand <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs>
1: it's pretty it's pretty awesome okay um thanks for listening everybody and uh, I hope you enjoyed Pop PopAndia Month um, and are enjoying our podcast. Yeah. If so, you can subscribe using your podcast listening application. You can find all of our content on uh, loosecannons.net. I'm now done with school, and I've started working on some videos. So hopefully more videos will be coming your way soon. But that's not a guarantee like the last time. I was already done with the videos when I started talking about them. So they were definitely coming. But I think some stuff will be coming your way. So hopefully you can check that out soon. And uh, if you want to have a specific video made or review or you want us to podcast about a movie, you can do that by paying us money with our Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash loose cannons and join our current Patreons. Adam Underwood, Michael Quinn, and uh, there's Nora. And uh, if you pay a couple dollars a month, you can get us to do a thing. Yeah.
0: We will do it. Mm -hmm. We will be your makers of things.
1: Yeah. And like... Whatever they may be. If you want to request a specific person, you can. Or you can just put it to the group. Like, if you want to review and you're like, I really want someone to review what a girl wants, the Amanda Bynes movie, you can just be like, anyone can do that. Or you could be like, I really want Ilya to write it. I like when (laughs) Ilya talks about popular movies, so Ilya, write that up for us. And he will. That's right, Ilya. We're calling you out. That's right.
0: (laughs) You have to watch an Amanda Bynes movie now, Ilya. I'm I'm donating. (laughs) <laughs> Just to make Ilya do it.
1: <laughs> All right. I'd like to thank our fourth patron, Patrick Williams, for his generous donation. <laughs> Donating despite our other members. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um let me look up what I you know, I think we're doing next before we sign off here. Uh so then Tell people what to watch. Um, looks like On the Waterfront is going to be our next pick. Uh, more AFI stuff. So oh, if you want to yeah. watch On the Waterfront uh, to get ready for our next podcast, that's what yeah. you should do.
0: Getting ready to tear Alia Kazan's anti union views
1: apart. <laughs> Hopefully. What <laughs> if you all really love it? You're like, mm. uh, uh, <laughs> but, but we mm, hate Ilya Kazan <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been a long time since I've seen this movie me too okay well, thanks yeah. for listening everybody yeah. we will uh, have you listen to us later Bye-bye. bye bye bye